The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome in. We're focusing on the city of Murfreesboro this morning. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is with us. And if you have questions to talk one-on-one with the mayor, or you can text him, whatever you prefer, all at the same number, 615-893-1450. Mayor McFarland, good morning to you. Good morning, Bart. It's a good, uh, seems like a fall morning somewhat. It looks like a fall morning. First time I've looked out the window in a while and... The, the leaves are starting to change pretty well. Uh, it's it's getting to be uh, that time of year. I love this time of year when you can sit on the back porch and build a fire. And uh, so that, that that's a good one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you can't beat uh, Murfreesboro and Rutherford County for a great place to enjoy fall. Well, one of the big things that's happening, and we've heard it in the news quite a bit, and that is the situation that continues to unfold at the Middle Point Landfill. The folks at Republic have uh, filed a, uh, a countersuit, I guess you'd say, to, uh, or maybe not a suit, but they're wanting to get some of the issues pulled out. Yeah, I think, you know, they, they issued a press release, and then on Friday they had to answer the initial filings of um, of 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 the city's initial um, complaints. And so, you know... I I can't speak a lot just on that specific situation. I, I definitely want to talk about like the city council has a meeting today that we're talking about really the future of solid waste. But you know, um, like with any any disagreement or lawsuit, um, you know, Republic issued I, I would call it a press release, and it it followed similarly the tactics that they've used for the last couple of years, which is fear, uncertainty, and doubt where you know, they're, I think they called it frivolous and, um, and, and really just using sort of a scare tactic to say, Hey, we're going to bring the County into this and trying to scare the commissioners. And they, you know, they did that with the last, the last mayor that, um, scaring the commission on, well, we're not going to take your trip. We're possibly not going to take your trash anymore. And then, you know, that, that's just part of the playbook, I guess. And, and the good neighbor, uh, you know, you guys know what being good neighbors is about, but, um, you know, I, I would, I, I guess the only thing I would say, Bart, you know, being a good neighbor is much more than sponsoring football fields, scoreboard signs and things like that. It's about taking care of the community. And I think that's what we're trying to do. And if there's a way that we can do that with Republic and work together, I think that we want to do that. But, you know, there's not been much of a history showing that that's um that's happened and and so you know maybe that maybe that's out there but you know all i can say is you know throwing accusations of trying to scare the taxpayer that you know this is going to cost taxpayers money and that this is i mean that that in my mind that doesn't work i mean it, it, it's just part of the playbook and and that's part of the playbook nationally when you look at how these things go through so You've heard me say this, you know, right's right and wrong's wrong. That's, it's, 
that's pretty black and white. And I think the city wants to make sure that we follow through to make sure things are handled correctly. Things are make sure that they're handled the right way. And that's, you know, what we want to continue to do. Now, the city council is having a workshop today, and that's one of the big items on the agenda. Yes. You know, what we've really been looking at and, and, and been working on uh, for some time, and, and Bart, I, I tell you, you know, it's been August the 4th was our our elections and you know mayor Carr was was elected on august the 4th and and i was re-elected on august 4 august the 4th and then our council members you know we had jamie averwater austin maxwell madeline scales harris that they were elected and i think everyone has been really committed especially mayor Carr. uh have had multiple uh discussions with with mayor cush um or not mayor cush but uh, Chairman Cush of the Public Works Committee, and I think, um, it, you know, we want to solve what is the next step. You know, the county's working on transfer a transfer station. We think, you know, we agree that's a part. The 2018 study from GBB said that there needed to be a north and a south transfer station. Um, I think we are looking, and that's one of the things that we're talking about today is is being able to take that another step further where we've done a lot of research and study with a group out of Morrison, Tennessee called Waste Away, um, where this there's a there's a 90 percent uh, diversion rate and diversion rates a big a big word ba- or uh, uh, send them to basically say that we can take 90 percent of our municipal solid waste and that's recycled that's used for different things and then it's also used for uh, this alternative fuel. Waste Away about a month ago did a a test burn with a concrete company out of Chattanooga. And so what they end up doing is they take this alternate fuel and they use that instead of coal. And the test went great. And the concrete company was very favorable and even had talked about building these plant, these waste away plants around their concrete companies to be able to provide this alternative fuel because, you know, instead of using coal, this uses the alternative fuel and it lowers your carbon footprint. There's a lot of benefits you know, environmentally with the government on doing that. And so I think that's the next steps the city council um, is is going to take. And, you know, Bart, I, I, it's unfortunate. You know, we've, we've had lots of discussions over the years, and it seems like politics gets involved and other motives get involved. And, and I think the city council is committed to just, you know, doing what's right. And, and I think that the way that we're set up, all of these ideas go through our our staff so these are not you know we're not meeting individually with these companies as an elected official i don't think that's my role to do that i think you know whether whether i'm a commissioner or a council member we need to have our engineers and have the people who deal with these things meet and come back with recommendation on recommendations on you know what's the best and most cost-effective way to do that and i think that's what we're we're working towards now for people who are new to the area Waste Away, as you said, is in Morrison, Tennessee. That's about two counties away. Warren County, just outside of McMinnville, yeah, between, I guess, McMinnville and, and Manchester. It is, and I think what we would end up doing is we would use our property that's on Butler Road. You know, we bought 21 acres on Butler Drive, I should say, over uh, by the Heritage, uh, not Heritage, but by uh, General Mills in that area over there. And I think what we would look at doing is a transfer station, um, but also a processing plant that could handle up to about 150,000 tons per year um, on 
on which is about what our municipal solid waste is in Rutherford County. It's it's when I say Murfreesboro, um, and that would allow you know that process to to go forward. I think it's going to have to be a public private partnership where you know that 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 fuel can be used either for uh, burns for concrete companies or whoever use uses coal or it can all it can go through an anaerobic digester and be turned into um, gas which can be sold through the pipeline so i think there's a lot of cool things that that have possibilities let's take a phone call good morning you're on wgns with mayor mcfarland yes sir mayor oh let me it's a long time no here but let me tell you and, and ask you something whose smart idea was it from dodger store to memorial boulevard whose smart idea was it to make a mess with that idea of all those different crazy directions who messed up road and have you drove down that road lately sir to find out which direction you want to go i'm trying to figure out what you're talking about too okay let me let me let me put it simple if you're coming from from lebanon and could go go to broad street or maybe you come from dodger store and you want to go to smarter have you decided which I mean, rows do a cake. Oh, I see all those different lanes. You yes, know sir. Okay. Ain't that so simple? That's one, two, three. Where, where is what? He's talking about either going straight, going on to <laughs> Broad, uh, yes. getting on to Memorial, or getting on to Old Fort Parkway. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Are you talking about where the bridge over Broad is right there? Yes, sir. My money, my tax money. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your name on that. I thought. Yes, sir. Yeah. Case the clock, bag up, and go again. Yeah, that's 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 the you know everybody calls that the the Bob the bridge over Bob so, or bridge over Broad. So, Casey, I'm not sure on that. Um, that design, you know, was was typically done through the engineering and the state on that. So, I, I those are state roads. I really, Casey, I don't know the answer to that. It, state road in the city. Oh yeah, the majority of the roads in the city are all state roads. Highway nine. <sighs> Broad Street. That's why I wasn't too good at school. Okay, I appreciate you, sir. All right, thanks, I'm Casey. Listening. Yep, yep. Thanks, bud. You Thank know you. we've got we've got good partnerships with the um, with the the sit or with the state, and you know I think had a had a good good uh, meeting last week, uh, Mayor Carr and our engineering department, and um, you know our city staff met on how we can partner with the county more on and better on Greg Brooks. Who does a great job uh, talked about you know how we could partner better to get uh, roads taken care of inside the county especially you know partnering with TDOT to do that so I had that same text thread with um, Commissioner Cush yesterday who's chair of the Public Works Committee and you know I think Bart I think it's inevitable that develop development is coming whether it's county development or city development and in so much more can be accomplished if we use our resources together to you know to work together as opposed to i mean because look i think it's it's just that there's things that the county does really well and there's things that the city does really well the county doesn't build and widen a lot of roads they just you can look back over the last 20 years and that's just not what the county is set up to do the city does that all the time and so i think ways that we can find you know to partner together is is extremely important Good morning. You're on WGNS with Mayor Shane McFarland. Uh, yeah, I called earlier uh, 
last month or whenever it was about the purple-hued lights on Medical Center Parkway. Did y'all ever find out if they're going to change them? Or yeah, they're working, they're working through what happens when those lights get older. There's a film that's on the LED lights inside those lights. And so what happens, that film wears off. And so that film ends up, as they get older, turns to, um, you know, turns purple. And so that's what it is. So it's not anything that the lights aren't working, but I know that um, those lights are maintained by Middle Tennessee Electric, and so I'm sure it's going through a process of being fixed. Yeah, I was going down through there the other night, and uh, there was somebody dressed in black, you know, dark-colored clothes on the sidewalk, and if they'd stepped out in the street, you wouldn't be able to see them because you can't even see your headlights ahead of you. I'll follow up on that just to make sure, but I'm, I'm Ninety-nine percent sure that's in process. All right, thank you. Thanks thank for you. calling. Six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. Surely we're not the first city who's had those uh, lights change to purple. Yeah, I'm. Um, you know, I know. I think they're. I, I watched a story of of John I carry uh, did a video on on that, and I followed up. You know. And, and that's exactly what it is. So yeah, it just you know those lights are twenty plus years old now on those those um, street lights. When you figure how old Medical Center Parkway is, so it just takes some time to go through and get those replaced out. And I remember when they put those up, the big uh, thing was to keep the lights from going up into the sky and spoiling the view of the stars. Yeah, it's pretty crazy now that if you go out to the Jordan um, Soccer Park. Uh, in the soccer fields out there, um, those new LED lights, you can, the entire field's lit up, and then you can walk about 10 feet behind those poles, and it's completely dark. So, I mean, they do what they're supposed to do. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Mayor McFarland. Good morning. Good morning. I just want to call and find out the status of what's going on with One East College. Oh, uh, you know, it is seem like that project is completely dead or just want to call and find out about it yeah i got i I get asked that question quite a bit and and so i followed up with that i think it was after our last i don't think i've i was out of town last last month um they have supposedly the foundation permit is ready and they had got all their financing in place and uh, the developer has said that they're starting the end of october so that's when they're starting. Okay, does that help you out? End of October. I'll, I'm going to sit here and text while I'm sitting here just to make sure, but that's that's I've been told that uh, multiple times. And we were also uh, told, I think this terminology, and I had not heard it before, a Texas rep. You're in the construction business. Have you heard that word before? This is going to be a Texas rep. And what they're referring to is they're going to build the parking lot, the multi-level parking lot first, and then wrap, wrap around it. Yeah, <laughs> Texas wrap sounds like a barbecue to me, yeah. but I, yeah. I, don't know. I thought, well, maybe I'm the only one who had not heard that before. But uh, so that's probably the first thing they're going to be building is the parking garage. Is the city putting a, a, a emphasis on that? Because that used to be a, a city parking lot. Yeah, I think, you know, part of the Part of the deal on being able to get the financial arrangement that uh, as far as what's called the tax incremental financing or the TIF district, what that basically does is your tax rate is frozen at currently what it is. 
you know, we weren't getting taxes on that piece of pro- or that property now. So um, putting an emphasis on that parking garage, which will help with the parking downtown. That's what that's what the goal is. Now, another item on our agenda today is the Town Creek Tract Acquisition. Yes. And that's also on your agenda at the workshop, uh, which is feel, at the I, airport. I feel like we've talked about that just as much as we've talked about East College over the <laughs> over the years, right? <laughs> but it's it's obviously moving forward now. Yeah. Um, they are working, you know, towards we allocated through ARPA funds um, that, you know, the ARPA funds that we got. um the ARPA funds that we got put an emphasis on water, sewer, and stormwater projects. And so we we allocated ARPA funds to... What, what are ARPA? And what that's is, the American Rescue Act. Uh, American Rescue... The, the, I call them Biden bucks. Um, you know, so that American Rescue, ARPA. A- um, so the emphasis on those funds... You know, when we went to several seminars with the state of Tennessee, the state of Tennessee really wanted to see either stormwater, which helps the overall community, or sewer projects. Um, and so money has been allocated to that um, to that project, and that includes the acquisition. And, you know, I drove by there, and I was really taking note yesterday afternoon. I was taking my son to baseball. And, um, you know, a lot of those businesses are, are shuttered there where the city is – is going through that process so i think you'll see that that start sooner than later so if you have lived here for a while in the 50s that area was known as the bottoms it was a poverty area and it flooded all the time because of town creek right and so uh, they put town creek uh, in a culvert and buried it and it goes underground uh, starting right around where kentucky fried chicken used to be goes underground until it comes out of the ground around yep. Dodge, yep. the Dodge Market. Uh, but you're going to bring it back above ground. Yeah, so that whole area right there will be more of a park setting where, um, you know, you'll have an open creek down through there. You'll have open space, green space, benches, um, you know, some some areas there. And I think that's really where... You know, we're also going to be dis- discussing today, like where we're sitting right now, the Broad Street redevelopment plan that goes goes down along that corridor. So that's something that, you know, we're really um, wanting to to work through as well. You know, and Bart, um, I mean, I, I get criticized for saying this, but, but I think we have to be open about where we are. You know, right now, we have a significant issue at, at the library with, I mean... The, yeah, I've told you I've lost my political filter. You know, the the library has turned into a day homeless shelter. And, you know, I think it's important that we service the homeless population and, and those that are in need. But we're really looking at downtown. And, and yesterday I noticed when I was coming back, you know, we've got corporate headquarters that are downtown. We have small business owners that are downtown. And, you know, our Civic Plaza was not designed to be a homeless shelter it just wasn't it was designed to provide services and so you know we've had this discussion with the library about you know the city council consistently is getting complaints that um, people are you know don't feel safe going into the library and so we're you know we're working through a lot of that but I think this downtown redevelopment will help 
you know, activity breeds activity. And, and I think that's something that we, we have to continue to, you know, to work towards and supporting our organizations like Greenhouse and Journey Homes and Doors of Hope and Cold Patrol to be able to help provide those services. But, you know, to be able to provide them in a, in a way that, that also everyone can work together to be able to accomplish those things. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Mayor Shane McFarland. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Yes, sir. I, I was calling about uh, this uh, recycle center on Haley Road over there. And uh, they, they took a television over there. They charged me $41.60 to get rid of a old television. I thought that was excessive. And that's uh, over on Haley Road. The yeah, that's yeah. a... I wish I could. That's a county um, recycle center. The city doesn't. The city doesn't run that. That's but, a fee. I think that they charge yeah, yeah. because uh, because they have to pay somebody also. Yeah, but I, and I will tell you to the caller, and I'm you know will take up for the county on this. You know the the county has to pay on on TVs and those type of things to where they have. When they take that, they have to pay to dispose it. So, you know, the county's not in the business of of making money off those things, but they have to cover their costs. So I know that, um, you know, Bishop Wagner, the Public Works Committee, they've all worked hard, but, um, you know, that is one of those things, Barton, and, and I don't know the specifics on how much it costs to drop off a TV or all those things, but, you know, solid waste as we move forward into the future, and we're talking about this today, is going to continue to be um, more expensive than it is right now. So I don't I don't know the answer to that, but um, I do know that the county, you know, has is, is worked really hard on those issues. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're going to check on the traffic and weather. We'll be back and continue your conversation with Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland. Stay right here. We got some good neighbors and we like bragging on them. Nominate a good neighbor every day. Put it in writing on WGNS. WGNS. AM. AM. FM. FM. Online. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Hi, this is Dan with Music World and Drummer's Den. I'm the guitar tech here. We're a pretty well-rounded music store. We have every guitar, keyboard, drum that you might be looking for. Parts are available, strings, accessories. We also have lessons, $25 for a half hour of keys, anything with strings and drums. It's all here, Music World and Drummer's Den. We're your hometown music store. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Good morning. Still a little bit heavy at times, but hey, it's moving on 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area. A steady flow of traffic continues on 24 coming in from Coffee County through Rutherford County. Just a normal short stopping of delays out here right now on 231, especially over the interstate. Ober Gatlinburg Restaurant and Lounge celebrating Oktoberfest. Don't miss it this year. It's a lot of fun for the whole family. Obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
Few scattered showers and storms possible late this afternoon. Blend of clouds and sunshine develops a high in the mid-80s. South winds are on 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 25. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 63. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. All that's news with Matt Lane. Weekday afternoon. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. Ron Valley is our birthday winner today. He gets that delicious banana pudding from the Slick Pig. Happy birthday, Ron. And our good neighbor of the day who receives flowers from Jenny and the whole family over there at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. And that is Danielle. Danielle is uh, the big winner there. Danielle Rutherford. They named the county after her. (laughs) Our phone number... 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland with us. It's your chance to talk directly with the mayor one-on-one about issues that are concerning you. What about, uh, we have a, a text here from a listener who's asking about the Murfreesboro Electric Department pensions and uh, when when will something on that uh, be? Yeah, that's going to be discussed today. Um, individual council members, we've you know we met with with city staff. So what uh, what they're going through? Part of that MED in in Middle Tennessee Electric buyout a couple of years ago was that there was a there was a date uh, a finite date that the pension had to be rolled over, and so. What they're doing is they've come up with a couple of different options. One is a um, if in, in the exist, I think there's 61 or 62 people who are in the plan that are retired, and so nothing changes for those people. the 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 name on the check may change on who it's coming from, but that doesn't change. But then the other people who are actually in the plan that have not retired uh, are going to have the option of either staying in an annuity plan uh, again just like it is right now the check will end up coming from somebody different than the city of murfreesboro but it's still the same thing the annuity legally everything has to be the same and then there's another option where you can take a a lump sum um a lump sum payment from your pension and then you can invest that into into whatever you you know you want to so that's that's sort of what i think what the what the plan is on that so there will be discussion on that at the workshop today yes yes uh, here's another question this uh, came in text form what about the widening of thompson lane haven't heard anything about the progress on that yeah that's in process i mean they're going through um you know it takes a there's several steps so you end up having initial design then you end up going through, um, and that's a that's a state road. Uh, so then you end up going through funding cycles. Then you end up going through final design. Then you end up going through right of way acquisition, which is where they are right now. So you've got where there's not room for the road. You know they have to go through right of way where they they appraise each individual parcel. They go through negotiations on acquiring those parcels. And then it goes through final design, uh, final design and bid. So it's it's in that right away right away acquisition process right now. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Mayor McFarland. 
Good morning. Good morning. I'm just wondering if you can do anything about people speeding in school zones. That's a good point. It's a very big problem. I don't know if you realize it or not. Yes, ma'am. You know, we, we've we've put an emphasis on that with our, our police department and with our crossing guards, and then we've even, you know, taken that a step far, further in areas where, you know, there are schools that you're able to put, like, for example, behind Northfield Elementary where you have people speeding down Haynes Haven. You know, we put some, some of the speed cushions there to be able to slow people down. So I think that's something... That's that? that's on Haynes Haven behind Northfield Elementary. Yes. Why don't you do that at all the schools? Well, some of them, you know, we've learned a lot. For example, like Thompson Lane is a great example where it, if the internal traffic on Thompson Lane, where Seagull Elementary, Seagull Middle, and Seagull High School, you know, all of that traffic is off of Thompson Lane, but ultimately all those people have to come back to Thompson Lane. So I think, you know, it's safe to say over the past many years that we've learned don't put schools on major roads, which is what everybody used to do, right? You put them, and so now, you know, if you look at like Salem, you look at Overall Creek, we've been able to mitigate people speeding in traffic, speeding in school zones, because we keep those schools off of the, the main roads. So. I know that's something um, I've gotten several, several, com- I say complaints, I've gotten several emails on that that I share with the police department as well as uh, our director of schools, and, and that's something I know that they have an absolute um, a, an absolute significance on right now. They don't do nothing. They don't do anything. Well, I wouldn't say that we don't do anything. I mean, that, if you look around there, you know, I drive through three or four school zones just about every day, and you've got your crossing guards, and then you do have, you know, police that are sitting out well, there. I am a crossing guard. What? What? Where are you? And a crossing I know guard? it's terrible. Rutherford Boulevard. Uh, so are you at Black Fox? Yes. Okay. Well, That's I'll. Good. Yeah, that that would be a good yeah, example of, of a of a school on a five lane five lane road. But I'll be happy to to relay that I got a call from you and that um, that that's something that we have to have to work through. Well, I sure would appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for calling. And thank you for all that you do as a crossing guard. I yes, ma'am. You, that uh, that group, they do so much for the community. No, I agree. 615-893-1450. And uh, you mentioned about uh, the renovation of downtown. we got several projects going on. Uh, the one at the old Methodist Church location, uh, that's just one of them. There are now two more uh, on the drawing board, I guess you could say. Uh, one is, is uh, where we're sitting right now, which is the old city property where the uh, water department is and where the old city hall and the yeah. police department, all of that. Uh, and then we've added one uh, where the old bank uh, is on East Main. Yes, yeah. So uh, how are we on, on those? Yeah, you know, we're going to discuss that today. And, and it's really a catch-22, Bart, because you've got, for example, the old water and sewer building and the Vine Street building. You know, they're in desperate need of more space. But when we got our beds back, for example, and this was like five years ago, to to renovate the water and sewer building just the front portion 
of customer service and a couple of administrative offices, the the cost was more than what the building was worth. And so you try to you know try to mirror that through and figure out what's the best use. And then you know we constantly are being told that we need affordable housing for people to live. But then we're say, we we have people who tell us at the same time that we don't want more traffic and we don't want any more development. So, you know, it, it's a it's a a supply and demand thing. The the more demand you have and the less supply you have, it's pretty hard to do things affordable because there's just not the supply. So I think what we're talking about downtown is that whole area on Broad Street, which is not on the tax rolls right now, that being redeveloped with retail space walkability space where you can actually walk across broad street which we've you know been told for years that the connectivity with that side of the bottoms is just not there you can't get across a five-lane road um so that with some for sale town or um, condos and some for rent condos and like where we're sitting right now i think this would be the area where it would be a hotel uh, an a hundred bad boutique hotel. So this whole area is would would be looking at redevelopment. But you know the the part that scares me right now is everything you read in the econ you know read about the economy right now. We we've got inflation that has not been seen like this in the last forty years. Uh, interest rates that have gone up. Uh, the Fed looking at raising interest rates again. So you're trying to temper that to see where you don't end up having a project that you approve and it just sits there, much like East College Street. Now, with uh, the developments where the bank is located and where this uh, facility is from uh, Church Street to uh, Vine Street, are I you, guess. It, you're talking about the Bank of America building? Yes, the yes. Bank of America, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is empty now, isn't it? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, the staff has met with that developer several times to really talk about what their, their plans are, but I've not been involved in those conversations. But it sounds like all the plans are the same for all three projects. Uh, we're talking about condos for residential living. We're talking about retail space. We're talking yeah. about offices. Uh, we're talking about all of those things uh, and a hotel as to boot. Yeah. Uh, two of them. The first one, the College Street LLC, they've run into some financial issues on funding for a boutique hotel. How did the other two get funding, or do they have funding? Bank of America is still occupied. They they just test me or text me, okay. so there's still okay. people in that. Still there. Okay. You know, the one College Street went through many um, different changes, not to mention, you know, COVID. That that pretty much shut down everything for you know, a couple of years, especially from the financing side. Um, I wish that project would would and had moved a lot faster than what it is right now. Um, now, I think what we're being told on this Broad Street project, and I think I've not been involved in the discussions, I try to, unless it's a project where we're talking about job creation and we're talking about bringing in, you know, recruiting different companies and, and amenities for the community. I really try to stay out of meeting on development, you know, new development projects like what you're talking about, Broad Street. I don't think that's my role to meet in, in those those type of projects. I think that's staff's role. And then if it 
meet has the merits to be able to be brought back to the council or the mayor and the council, then I think that's a that's the process it should follow. But me meeting and trying to recruit, you know, developments, that's just not what I see as my role. I think my role, if I'm going to recruit, you know, meet with people, it's to recruit jobs, it's to recruit, you know, amenities, for example, like the amphitheater, um, those type of things. So, I mean, we're being told that the financing's in place, but I think that would be a significant discussion before we would move through with anything before uh, we would do that. Now, so we can get a better feel of how these projects are standing. Has the city acquired the Swanson building over on Thompson yes, Lane? Yes, so, so the city, um, those are two separate projects. So, But in a way, they're similar. Well, no, I mean, yes and no. Um, we we had in our capital improvement plan that we knew that we needed a new fire administration building and we needed a new parks and recreation building. So we went through and went through the preliminary bidding process to be able to build those. And, um, it was about 9 million to be able to build both of those projects. So we looked at that and, you know, as a government, it's really hard to build something right now because, it's just super expensive and so we found that Swanson building that was roughly the same square footage and it was a quarter of the cost so we ended up saving about six and a half seven million dollars of of taxpayer dollars just by buying an existing building and then doing some remodeling on that and so that was that project for the fire administration building as well as parks and recreation will be moving over the over there it's a great area too for parks and recreation because it's right there on the greenway fire administration it's pretty centrally located to where a lot of our fire halls are, are located um, and then the water and sewer department is also looking at we, we worked on their budget on building you know the what the the water administration and engineering and customer service building and the square footage that they needed and it was another nine or ten million on top of that so we were able to look at a building that was uh, for sale on robert rose and we're it, we're going through the process of purchasing that building, which will end up saving another five or six million dollars of of taxpayer dollars. So altogether, we end up saving about ten million dollars of of taxpayer dollars by, you know, finding something that's existing and and making that work. And I hope that's what we really are promoting from a development um, standpoint is not always having to build something new. You know, looking at for example, some of these shopping uh, centers, um, and, and we closed, Sam was just, Halston was just texting me, we did close on that Robert Rose building, so we'll start repurposing where it. Where is that? That's uh, the old Guarantee Trust building that's um, right next to where Claude Vic used to be there. Um, so I think, you know, it's going to be important for the city to really look at, you know, a great example, we built Overall Creek in 2006 17. That school is $21 million. In 2019, we built Salem, and that school is $41 million. Identical building. Identical buildings. And so it's gotten so expensive that I think it's our, you know, our our role to be able to find what's the best deal for the taxpayer, and that's what we've, we've tried to do. So I guess if we want to look at how are the projects downtown going, the ones you're talking about uh, on the city-owned land. Yeah. There's a home now well, for all of those places that you were needing to move. Yeah, I mean, I think we were having to do that 
regardless. I mean, but the, but they're it, free to move. Well, and, and not yet. It's it's still going to take us a while to be able to go through the the renovation and remodeling to be able to get you know those people ready to go. But I mean, you know, the fire administration building was the old city hall back in the in the '60s and '70s, and then the fire the the water building. You know, as as the city has grown, the customer service side on the water side has just completely outgrown that. So that's what they're working through. Here's a text question question from a listener. What about uh, recruiting Lowe's or Home Depot on Memorial? Uh, the land is running out on Memorial. Yeah, I haven't heard. You know, there was always a big rumor, you know, for years or for years about the old Gerald Farm, about Lowe's or Home Depot going out there. Um Bart, I drive Memorial every day. There's really not, you know, any land left on Memorial, and I'm not sure from a from a, a traffic standpoint that Memorial, you know, needs a lot of what I would say large, big box. Um, I, I was not a big proponent of that Walmart coming on on Memorial. Um, I, I I just didn't like the location of where it was and what it was going to do to the traffic um, in that area and. You know, it, it, it is what it is around there. And we have another question. This one's dealing with the old GE property. Mm-hmm. How is that coming? The GE property, the the city council voted um, the, I, I'm going to get the name wrong, but the it's basically the Battlefield Preservation Trust. The, the federal government bought that old, the GE property, and the city signed uh, an end user agreement where it's our responsibility to maintain that. So that's now going to be green space and a park that's going to be there with walking trails. Uh, so the city is going through the process of doing that, that now. Which is right across the street from where the parks and recs offices will be located. Correct. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We'll be going into the final segment. So if you have a question, do not tarry. <laughs> We need to get those questions quickly or we'll be over and you'll miss your chance. Stay with us. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. By growing up in the restaurant business and being always around it, it was just something that was just second nature to me. I didn't realize the amount of work that was involved in it. I I didn't understand and appreciate all that my parents sacrificed in order to provide for us. And now I'm very thankful and and I'm very appreciative of the foundation that they laid for me so we could teach others to create what they have done to make it more of a legacy than just a passing of the torch. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas' Restaurant. Hi, this is Terry Deal at Adams Place, Rutherford County's premier retirement community with all five levels of care, independent living, assisted living, memory care, rehabilitation, and continuing care. I'm Elise Alexander, and I enjoy being here because everybody's so friendly. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. A treasure uncovered at Haynes True Value Hardware. And we came across some pocket knives that were manufactured by WRK's Bear Cutlery, Buck Knives. Been back here for a little while. Is there a limit to the number we can buy? No, no limit. You can buy as many as you want. Rush to Haynes True Value Hardware. 
They're great Christmas presents, and we got 30% off on our entire inventory of pocket knives. Going fast. Haynes Street Bay Hardware, 1807 Memorial Boulevard. We've got your local sports fix. Weekdays at 5, it's all sports talk with Monty Hale Jr. and Tim Tackett here on WGNS. Welcome back. We are focusing on the city of Murfreesboro. 615-893-1450. Only about five minutes left in the program, so don't waste any time. 615-893-1450. A listener's asking, can they come to the workshop meeting? Is it open to the public today? All meetings we have are open to the public. Yeah, that's at the um, at the airport building. That's the new airport terminal in the community room, and it's also televised. So, so you can watch it on TV three. Absolutely. Good morning. You're on WGNS with the mayor. Hey, this is John Goodman. I'm buddies with the mayor. He's a great guy. Hey, John Goodman. <laughs> hey, Shane. Uh, what about the property y'all are buying near? Um, it's uh, I think it's near Vine Street. Somebody just asked me yesterday. They Vine said. Street. Uh, it's near Broad Street. Um, I think it's near the corner of Vine and Broad Street somewhere. Um, uh, over y'all may the, not have bought it yet. Near the water department. Oh, okay. That, yeah, that's that's um, the property that goes along uh, Vine Broad where we're talking about the Town Creek project. Uh, so we've, okay. we voted. I think that's the budget breaks, copy mate, subway, that whole stretch along Broad Street. I don't, uh, the the restaurant that's out of business that's there, I believe, it, that business. Used to be Shoney's? Yeah. It's oh, been, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think that's I, it. I think that's what they're at. I don't yes. think we are purchasing the, the liquor store there. I, I don't okay. think that's in the, but I, I'm not sure on that. I know that's that came through council and we um, we voted on, on the purchase price on all of those. Okay, so what are y'all going to do with that? That's going to be the new Town Creek where. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. That whole no. thing will okay. be opened up with sidewalks, okay. and so okay. that'd be a cool space to to be able to have down there. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much because right, I just had somebody asking me yesterday. So. All right, man. Good seeing you. We're good talking to All you. All right, y'all too. Have a wonderful day. Take right, care right. of the kiddos. Thanks, man. Thanks. And we have another question from a listener here. Uh, sort of along those lines, and they're asking about the Uncle Dave Macon days, and they said that they really enjoyed it being at Cannonsburg. Why did they move? You know, there's a – I don't know the entire story on that. I know that they they wanted to go to Hop Springs, and then that didn't work out, and from Hop Springs they moved to the fountains. So I don't know the background on all that. That – is not something I was I was involved in. I, I will say that we're really going to have to look at that Cannonsburg area on what type of events as far as, you know, there, there's just not parking over there. Um, the infrastructure is not over there. The, the space is really tough. So, you know, I'm hoping that we can come up with another area as a city that is more attractive to use for those type of outdoor events. All righty, let's take another phone call. You're on WGNS with Mayor Shane McFarland. Yes, I had this John Goodman again. How are you doing, Mr. Bart Walker? Doing great. There was another question they were asking if uh, y'all were buying the Speedway Motors and the American Motors and what y'all might do with that. Yeah, I think, I don't, the Speedway, I think, is across the street. I'm pretty yes, sure that offers are out. Um, 
yeah, I'm pretty sure that there are offers that are out right now on um, on church for that that whole corner right there where church is located. There's some significant um, intersection improvements that are going to have to be done in that area. That's also where uh, that's also where it's being proposed that there's a walking bridge that would go across there to connect that town creek. So I think that all sort okay. of fits in that area there. Okay. Okay. So that'll be that'll be a different thing uh, no i mean i think it's all i think yeah i think it's there's turn lanes that are going to be installed um there's a lot of of uh infrastructure infrastructure work that will have to go on there so i would i would say and and i'm again i'm not involved in these discussions because the engineering's out of my my pay grade but I'm, I'm definitely would say there's some significant improvements that will have to go on those those corners, and you know those. Okay. It's extremely tough to get in and out of that right now. Right. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for your service. Everybody thinks you're the best mayor. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. <laughs> you are. And thank you, Mr. Bart Walker, for what you do for the community too. Thank Y'all you. are the best. So, you have a good day. Uh, before we leave, uh, we were talking about the sunlighting of Town Creek. When will we start to see that? Because that's that's basically what a lot of this discussion's about. Yeah, I mean, I think council has authorized a lot of the a lot of the financial piece of that, and so I think what you're you're seeing now, especially with with the ARPA funds, the offers and the things now are going to acquire the property to start that. And then I think you know I would really hope that we would see next year you'll start you'll start seeing construction of that taking place. All right, so there you heard it, right from the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> and when will we see uh, the park system and uh, the fire department moving into their new building on Thompson Lane? We've not gotten a timeline on that. I think we just closed on the Robert Rose building a couple of weeks or a week ago. So um, we've not gotten, you know, we allocated the funds on the the Thompson Lane building, but I, I don't, I haven't seen the other part yet, but you know, Bart, we talk about all these things, and I'm the one that comes on the radio and talks about it, but we are so fortunate to have the type of staff that we have working with the city of Murfreesboro that, you know, gets all these projects moving forward, and, um, you know, I can't I can't tell you how thankful I am for that entire, entire group and all of our employees. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland, our guest this morning, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Bart. Hey, all of you have a super rest of the day. Chip is next on WGNS.